Hey guys, welcome to the short-term show special episode series on Shenandoah, Virginia. A couple things I want to hit you with first before we get into the episodes. One, current purchase prices and current income data can be found on our website at theshorttermshop.com. So make sure you check that out because that can change all the time. Also, if you guys want to hang out with us and just talk about short-term rental stuff, you can do that with us and 60,000 of our closest short-term rental investor friends at our Facebook group. Same title as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and all of our podcasts if you can, because that really helps us out. Uh, You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Short-Term Shop YouTube, and then also follow us on Instagram at The Short-Term Shop. And if you're ready to buy a house with us in any of our 20 markets, you can email us at agents at theshorttermshop.com or really any of the avenues that I just gave you. Now let's get into it. Here we go. Here we go. It is good to be here. A great day for a great day. Cashflow, Carl. Short-Term Shop. Special episode, Shenandoah. Uh, and this is uh, episode one of 10, and we will do some refreshers along the way. Uh, great to be here with Mr. Allen, who is an agent in the market. And uh, today we're going to talk about why. Why the Shenandoah area, Virginia, um, and uh, and what makes it a good area to invest. So, um, uh, Alan, what do you have for me? A little uh, speech on, on the area and, uh, and why it kicks so much ass. Yeah, absolutely. So this is John Denver country. I mean, John Denver wrote songs. People write songs about this area and they, they have for, you know, centuries now. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful area. It's the, you know, the foothills, the Piedmont of Virginia, super scenic. They've got the Shenandoah National Park running through here, the Shenandoah River running through here. They've got wineries, they've got breweries, they've got hiking trails. The Appalachian Trail runs right through it. And, uh, you know, this is the cabin capital of Virginia. This area, the Shenandoah Valley is just super picturesque, super scenic, and it is drivable. It is super close to the D.C. area. It's got lots of uh, roads going in and out of it. And it's just this beautiful patchwork of farmland and mountainside and greenery. And it is just it's got everything for everybody. You know, this uh, whole tourism thing here in Virginia, Virginia is for lovers. It's for lovers of all kinds of things. The the whole tourism moniker is, you know, people who love uh, wineries, people who love hiking, people who love uh, river activities, fishing, all that kind of stuff. And Shenandoah has got it all. And uh, bump down that, it's it's a very price-wise accessible place to start investing in short-term rentals. Yeah, many metro areas uh, within driving distance. Obviously, D.C. is the biggest one. Uh, Baltimore. Um you know, have Richmond, which I've been to Richmond many times uh, recently. Uh, I have that airport memorized, it's seen, which is a cool area. Um, Norfolk maybe a little bit far there, but, uh, you know, maybe Durham, Raleigh, uh, those those areas, and, and probably even Pittsburgh folks are coming down. That's not too terribly far. So a lot of uh, giant metro areas uh, uh, have access to the area, and if you're looking to get to the mountains, um, you know, this is probably a pretty good place to start. Um, and, uh, uh, tourism in general, uh, what do we have to do there? You know, uh, what, what, what are we doing? What are we taking the kids to do and, uh, you know, hiking theme, theme parks, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You got some good stuff here. So they, let's start with the resort. So we got like Bryce resort. We've got mass and Nutton resort. We've got Wintergreen resort. Those are all, all season resorts. They've got stuff to do year round. You can go skiing, you can go snowboarding, you can go tubing during the winter time when they got some snow and during the spring, summer, fall, you've got hiking. Um, downhill mountain biking on those ski slopes when they don't have snow on them. You've got canoeing, kayaking on the rivers. You've got all kinds of stuff you can do. Agro-tourism, you can go see wineries, breweries. Uh, There's museums around here. There's Civil War battlefields, if that's your thing. 
they've got a lot to do and uh they've it's very drivable very accessible and uh you know and, and during the off season like during the summer they've got you pick at orchards around here you can pick apples cherries fruits of all kinds all kinds of stuff like that and it's just picturesque to drive around here so you know going back to that john denver song you know they're singing about country roads it really is just it attracts a lot of people driving around here just uh, taking in the countryside lots of scenic views driving up and down the roads not quite as like hilly and curvy as the smokies i would say but it does attract the eye driving down up and down uh interstate 81 up here it is hard to keep your eyes on the road sometimes it is just so beautiful looking to the right to the left um, it is just um, a sight to behold. And you know, that's part of the reason why uh, people have come here for so long. And, uh, you know, people like uh, it, there's a lot of people who live out there on a permanent basis, but it, it does attract a lot of people uh, just to, to come and visit the Shenandoah River. Just take it all in. Yeah. Um, and would you say uh, it's a little, you know, price price wise, where, where do I compare to other vacation areas? Uh, how much is it going to cost me? I know this is terrible to throw out actual numbers, but uh uh, because they change so often <laughs> but yeah uh, no you know, it's, what, what, what are we looking at to get into a house so i i think you, a reasonable person could probably it, it's going to be between i would say 250 and and 600,000 is going to be a good price range to set for you know getting a good two bedroom one bathroom cottage or you could you know get a three you know three bedroom three bathroom or you know even up to five bedrooms uh, for that price range. So it's fairly moderate compared to some of the other vacation markets around here. It's fairly uh, economical and it, you get a great value. And if you if you play it right, you can get a cat good cash on cash return. Uh, but it, you know it's going to depend. It's going to be variable. But it compared to other uh, you know vacation markets, this is going to be a good place to to get a to stretch your dollar a little bit. You know get a little bit more for for what you're paying. Single family home. Uh condo uh, all of the above yeah it's got a, it's got the whole range so you know closer to the resorts is where you're going to find most of the condos uh, but off, you know, obviously off the resort properties away from those, you're going to find, you know, single family homes and uh, cabins and that kind of thing, you know, off on acreage. Sometimes you're going to be able to find cabins that have three or four acres and lots of privacy. And uh, yeah, it's a great place. And other, other places you're going to find, you know, in, in closer to the resorts, not only are you going to find condos, but you're going to find homes that look almost like what you'd find in an urban neighborhood, but they rent out well, they do well. You know, Massanet Resort, Price Resort, uh, there's good examples of places to find those. But yeah, you're going to find the whole gamut here, single family homes, townhomes, uh, condominiums, all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. Um, and so a little cheaper than your average Joe uh, vacation market, because in general, vacation markets are, are you know, more expensive than the average bear. Um, and uh, that's something to keep in mind. So if, you're, if your budget is a little, a little on the lower side, uh, this might be a, a great place for you to uh, to check out. When you say resort, what does that mean exactly? Swimming pools and sw uh, slides and playgrounds, or uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, so a lot of the resorts around here, they the their kind of signature is they have ski slopes, right? So Massanutten Resort, Bryce Resort, they have ski slopes. Wintergreen Resort has the same thing, and they also have like you know, Bryce Resort has a fairly well kept a you know golf course and you know full you know eighteen holes. And they've also got an airstrip and, uh, you know, a couple other things. Massanet Resort has this indoor-outdoor water park that they've got nearby. Uh, a lot of them have swimming pools, tennis courts, uh, you know, putting in fitness centers. And, you know, Bryce Resort just built this new ski lodge that they're, you know, it's it's nice and spruced up, looks great. So they're, you know, they're expanding their attractions. And it just seems like they're getting bigger every year. You got to be careful, though, in some of those resorts, some of those amenities are, are mainly available to members of the resort, you know, people who have memberships there. They do have guest passes you can use. Uh, you definitely got to check with that for more specifics, uh, check with those uh, resort memberships. 
but yeah, they've got they've a lot of the amenities are open to the public, and you know the ski slopes obviously open to the public, and a lot, a lot of water parks, all that kind of stuff, open to the public. So definitely something that's uh, that's going to be an all season attraction, and especially like around here uh, d- during the summer months, you're going to find a lot of downhill mountain bikers going down these ski slopes, and they, they these resorts really get into it. They they set up some equipment down there to you know give you give you jumps and huge like wooden ramps for curves that kind of stuff it uh, they really get into it so they're they're really leaning this uh, all season resort uh, reputation okay cool cool and it seems like a lot of these uh, areas you're talking about were are were they built specifically for rentals or do people live in them or um, uh, you know uh, a lot of short term rental specific uh, areas or yeah so a lot of these resorts uh, and in the the areas surrounding, I don't think they're necessarily built for short term rentals, but they have really leaned into it. They appreciate the tourism. They the, some of these areas are a little bit more rural, and the short term market, the short term rentals, really do provide a lot of employment opportunities for the locals. And so the the counties, a lot of them have really embraced it. There are a couple of counties where their regulatory environment kind of makes it you know makes you wonder if they're if they're trying to discourage it in in some places. But in, for the most part, you're going to see like Page County, Rockingham County, Shenandoah County, fairly friendly to short term rentals. And from an, a, and I would say that even like an HOA uh, is not a, a deal breaker here. Some of the HOAs really do, um, you know, make it easier for a short term rental. They pay for a lot of the the amenities, even some of the utilities, you know, garbage pickup, you know, road con- you know, maintenance, all that kind of stuff. And here in Virginia, again, I am not a lawyer, so don't take this for anything more than uh, just you know my take on it. But uh, there was a, a Virginia Supreme Court ruling in 2007 that said if uh, HOA does not specifically prohibit short-term rentals um and and it has to be explicitly allowed again like that's that's i'm not a lawyer i can't i don't, I don't even play one on tv uh so definitely check that out with your attorney if, uh, if you have questions about it but a lot of the hoas around here are fairly friendly to short-term rentals and uh definitely check that out something you want to be aware of yeah well we might as well just go ahead and slide into regulations then what are, what am i looking at as a as a whole in the market uh uh you know are they pretty friendly to uh, to what we're doing here and uh, just make sure I pay my taxes and we're good? Or are there a lot of hoops to jump through to get a license or a permit? Uh, is there a permit? Uh, all that kind of stuff. So that's going to vary by county. And the Shenandoah Valley touches, uh, I would say, eight or nine different counties. Shenandoah National Park is huge. Driving north to south, it'll take you more than two hours. Uh, and especially in the fall, it'll take you a lot more than that because there's a lot of people crammed on the Skyline Drive or Blue Ridge Parkway trying to see the leaves. But it's a huge area, and uh, you're going to find different regulatory postures in the, in the counties as you drive from north to south. I would say uh, probably top of the list, most friendly towards short-term rentals is Page County, right smack dab in the middle of everything. So Page County is probably going to be the most friendly, and you do need a. They do ask you to apply for a permit, and that's a. Uh, last time I checked, it was about a two three week process and a nominal fee. Uh, other counties can get pretty expensive for that permit application fee and they can take three or four months to, to wait for that. So definitely make sure you're doing your homework ahead of time. Uh, Warren County, Fauquier County, and uh, a couple others surrounding. Uh, if you get above a certain size, they they do want you to apply for a full-on business permit and that, that can cost quite a bit of money and take a little bit of time. So definitely uh, want to make sure you're doing your homework to make sure you understand what's involved in getting short-term rental up in, in your particular area. But for the most part, a Two bedroom, one bathroom cottage, three bedroom, you know, three bathroom home. You're going to be just fine. Uh, just make sure you're checking your, checking your, you're doing your due diligence when it comes to a regulatory environment. Yeah. And another reason to use the short-term shop. Again, we're not here to, uh, we're not offering legal advice or, or anything like that, but uh, you know, we are experts in the field and uh, we, we will do our best to steer you in the right direction when it comes to um, all things uh, short-term rental, hence the Absolutely. name short-term shop. Um uh, 
So let's talk about, you mentioned the, uh, the vast, uh, you know, uh, geographical area. Uh, you know, let's just say hypothetically, or I'm going to actually do it in real time. Let's pull up a map. Where am I looking at here? That's uh, going to be, you know, kind of the best, uh, uh, you know, maybe, uh, I got, there's two schools of thoughts here, you know, areas where I want to take my family and buy a house to, for like a, you know, recreational purpose purposes, and maybe rent it out a little bit, uh, and then just straight up income, uh, producing property. So, um, if I'm looking at a map uh, from what town to what town is it, you know, give me a geographical region for me to kind of begin my obsession. All right. So smack right down in the middle of the Shenandoah Valley region is the town of Lou Ray. And that's going to be a major tourist attraction. You've got Lou Ray Caverns there. You've got to the west. You've got the South Fork of the Shenandoah River. And heading over to the east along 211, you're going to intersect with one of the main entrances to the Shenandoah National Park region. And uh, You get uh, the, the Appalachian Trail goes right through there. It's a great place to hop on Skyline Drive or Blue Ridge Parkway. They're one and the same up in this part of the up in this neck of the woods. And you can drive north and south along there and pick, get some nice scenic overlooks. And during the fall, uh, you're going to find lots of people taking Skyline Drive, Blue Ridge Parkway, trying to catch the uh, fall colors. So Luray is kind of close to everything. You're 15 minutes from Shenandoah National Park. You're five minutes from Luray Caverns, you know, 10 minutes from the South Fork of the Shenandoah River. You've got canoe and kayak rental companies all up and down there and nice cabin rentals all up and down the Page Valley Road, which heads north and south, uh, you know, kind of parallel to the South Fork of the Shenandoah River there. So Shenandoah, the Valley region, Luray is kind of the dead center of it. And they are branding themselves as the cabin capital of Virginia. Page County is. So Luray is kind of smack dab in the middle of it. So if you go north, I was up to about Rileyville and right up at the top of your screen there. Uh, Rileyville is going to be a great place to find, you know, cabin rentals, that kind of thing. More of a, a Smoky Mountain cabin look where you're going to find, you know, cabins with a deck, with a view and a hot tub, uh, lots of exposed wood inside, you know, paneling, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so Rileyville is about the northern edge of Page County. And then as you head south along, you know, 340, you know, it's kind of right intersects Luray. And you get down to the town of Stanley. And then, you know, even further south, you're going to find uh, the town of Shenandoah. And so there's going to be hot, you know, there's going to be short term rentals all along that route. And so, you know, the Ray, Stanley, Shenandoah, and then you're going to come down to the town of Elkton and Massanutton. Well, uh, McGahysville, I should say. Massanutton is kind of the the neighborhood. Uh, Massanutton and McGahysville are kind of one of the same thing. But you got under like Elkton and McGahysville. There's lots of short term rentals there. Uh, up in the foothills, you're going to find lots of cottage and, you know, you know, three bedroom, you know, two bathroom homes, kind of the bread and butter there. And that's where you're going to find a lot of the resort uh, amenities. So that indoor outdoor water park, you know, the four season activities, mountain biking in the you know, spring, summer and fall. And then you know, obviously you've got, uh, you know, the skiing and snowboarding, tubing downhill in the winter and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So that is the the bread and butter of the Shenandoah region. But over to the west, I mean, you you hop over the Massanut Mountain Range to the 81 corridor. And you're going to find, you know, north of Harrisonburg, you know, Harrisonburg's that little uh, university town to the lower left. It's got a JMU there and it's got a fairly sizable population as well. And if you go north along 81 from Harrisonburg, you're going to start to look to the left and right. And that's also that's the North Fork of the Shenandoah River. And that is also a very picturesque uh place to you know rent cabins there's lots of stuff along the river that's going to do well there and uh you know also you're going to find a little you know kind of americana farmhouses you know staking out their claim in some of the agritourism uh, in the area and then even further west just uh just left of the 81 corridor you're going to find a uh, basie and mount jackson virginia and basie is where bryce resort is and then bryce resort is also a good uh, uh is a good all-season resort attraction that also has a lot of amenities golf courses you know, it's got ski slopes. It's got 
you know, river activities. It's got Lake Laura up there. You can, you know, rent kayaks, canoes, and you know, swim around, jump in the water, all that kind of good stuff. So it is a fairly sizable area. And driving north to south, it it does take a while to get through there. You've got all kinds of stuff to do along the way: wineries, breweries, agrotourism, all season resorts, you know, river activities, hiking along the Appalachian Trail. All kinds of stuff up in that area. And of course, this over here is the bulk of the uh, Shenandoah National Park. Uh, this this big green section, I would assume. Yeah, it continues all the way from Front Royal. Uh, so Front Royal is at the top of your screen. It goes all the way down to Waynesboro, just south of there. And kind of peters out when you get down to Wintergreen Resort. Wintergreen any good? I do hear uh, good things about it. Yeah, so Wintergreen is a good resort. Uh, it's also got like the the all season. It's a little bit smaller, but it, there's a lot more like permanent residents down there as well. It's, uh, and it, it, they say it's a different thing to everybody who goes down there. Uh, there's a lot of people. I know there's a lot of high dollar homes down there as well. You'd be surprised. It might seem like a smaller resort, but it is got some nice high dollar homes down there. And so if that's more your speed, then you're looking for a bigger, you know, property to rent out. Wintergreen is definitely a place to consider. And they've got some towns just real close to it, Nellysford and Roseland, that are just to the south and southeast of it. And those are great places to look as well for some fairly reasonably priced short-term rentals. And again, it's close to Charlottesville. Charlottesville and Stanton, uh, Stanton and Waynesboro uh, are towns that are going to be close in with within driving distance there. This far south, you're not going to get as much traffic from the D.C. area. But there are other towns nearby. So, you know, Charlottesville has its own international airport. Uh, University of Virginia is there. Uh, and you're going to get a lot of driving traffic coming out to Wintergreen from, from that area. Again, and Wintergreen Resort is right smack dab uh, in the middle of the Appalachian Trail territory. So Appalachian Trail is going to go right down through Wintergreen. And you're going to see a lot of attractions there as well. Super picturesque, super beautiful. And uh, yeah, lots of agro-tourism, buying, you know, vineyards, wineries, breweries, all that kind of stuff down in that area as well. Okay, great. Talk to me about this skiing. So uh, where do I go for that? Are they making their own snow? Is it natural snow? Uh, all the skiing details that I need. Yeah, so skiing, you're going to go on, you're going to want to look at Bryce Resort and uh, Massanut Resort. Those are the two that have the ski slopes that I think are probably the most attractive to people who are into skiing. And this is East Coast skiing, so it's not going to be like, you know, Utah Powder, Colorado. It's not going to be the same thing. And then, you know, the snowy months down here are going to be like Jan you know, January, February, February most of the time. And every every couple of years, it seems like every five to seven years, we get snowmageddon is what they call it out here, where we get like 30 inches of snow in one night. But the, the mountains always get more snow than the lower parts out here in the D.C. area where where the big population is. But uh, yeah, they do have their own snow machine. So even if they don't have a lot of snowfall and, you know, they still got cold weather, they're going to be pumping out some snow there on the slope. So you should be able to still the skis, you know, snowboard and tube uh, if as long as the weather's cold enough. So, yeah, those mountain resorts, hopefully, hopefully climate change does not uh, ruin that you know season for us. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at um, January, February being good ski months uh, for Massanutten and Bryce Resort and, and Wintergreen as well. OK, cool. Speaking of seasonality, let's talk about that. Uh, it seems to be pretty much on par with most uh, mountain markets where in uh, December through February are pretty dead, but you can get a little bit of action because you do have some skiing. It's unlike the Smokies where there's basically no skiing. Uh, uh, you know, people sit, and the reason I bring that up is because people hear mountains and they think skiing, which is not always the case, you know, uh, not on the East uh, coast, the East side of the, the nation, but you do have a little bit. So December and February, uh, probably not uh, empty. You got some uh, options there to get some bookings and then March and March through May is uh, when things pick up and the weather starts to get really nice. And um, and then uh, June and August are going to be uh, probably your you know, June through August, probably your busy season, give or take, or at least, you know, kind of on cruise control for a minute. 
And then October's, uh, I think, going to be your busiest time of year. Uh, and then as we slide into the uh, the holiday season, so give me your take on a twelve month uh, calendar. Yeah, so the, a lot of yeah, a lot of what you touched on is probably going to be super super accurate here as well. So it's very similar to the Smokies and many of the seasonality aspects. Uh, you're going to find you know right after Christmas is going to be a little slower. January is going to be a little slow, and then you know right as school gets out, it's going to start picking up. You know march april may you're going to start to pick up a little bit september is going to be a little bit slower because that's right after school starts here people have you know exhausted a lot of their vacation they're not you know trying to get out of the way of the school schedule but mostly other than that there's going to be stuff to do all year round and it's going to have a little bit of something for everybody else so i'd say september is going to be slow january is going to be a little bit slow and it's a slow ramp up in the in the spring a little bit but other than that it's a it's a fairly consistent demand for for stuff like that if you're priced well and if you're doing a good job managing your property you should see fairly consistent demand in those other months and the, and the national park is open year-round is that true yes it is open year-round there, there might be certain roads in the Shenandoah national park that might be closed seasonally but skyline drive should be open most of the year unless unless there's some major snow event or something like that but they do a pretty good job of keeping it open mostly year-round yeah you're you're sitting somewhere around a million and a half visitors to the actual national park per year uh which is which is great and it's, it's on an upward uh trajectory actually 21 was a little lower than 20 but that was to be expected i actually haven't seen any uh numbers put out yet for 22 uh by the park service which is not uncommon as they they move a little slow uh but uh yeah right around a million and a half uh again just to the park this is not all the area attractions and skiing and all the other uh awesome things uh that you can that you can do in the uh in the area so um uh, any kind of amusement parks uh nothing here that's cl super close to the shenandoah i mean they've got like king's dominion over you know closer to you know richmond and that area but nothing that's super close to the the shenandoah national park area again it's mostly focused on like agritourism you know wineries vineyards breweries and you know the, the appalachian trail and just the you know picturesque pastoral countryside around that area you know luray caverns has a little bit of that but like nothing that you would think of as terms of like six flags or disneyland or anything else like that mostly just the, the staples of agritourism river mountain activities that kind of thing mostly focused on the outdoors okay great and the hiking i would assume is uh is uh, fantastic yeah absolutely hiking is just it's top notch you, you don't get much better than the you know shenandoah appalachian trail it's super picturesque yeah uh, which it's nothing to sneeze at. Sneeze at. The, there's a, a huge uh, contingency of hikers. I'm one of them. I love to. I mean, that's the first thing on my list. Anytime I'm headed to anywhere that there's hiking, it's uh, I'm going to the biggest and baddest trail that I can find, and uh, and that's that's a big deal. Okay, anything we missed? Uh, what do we? What, what did we miss? Uh, anything we can touch on to uh, to sell your market? Why why is this the coolest place on the planet? Man, I think we touched on, on most big things, but it, it's hard to just, it's hard to explain. And like, I could describe it all day long to you in a podcast, but I really, I, I always recommend that people come out here and see it because you just does not do it justice. I mean, the, the background picture here for those who are watching the podcast is part of the Shenandoah. It's just part of that beautiful rolling hills countryside. And it's just... A picture is worth a thousand words. So come out and see it. Come out and see, you know explore. Let me let me give you an itinerary. You know, you know, get in touch with me, Alan at the shortermshop.com. Reach out and I'll give you an itinerary of places you can come out and see and and get a good feel for what this area looks like. And you can pick you can pick just about any area. Uh, there's a there's a cabin and there's an environment for just about anybody. Large cabins for you know family activities, small cabins for just a weekend getaway for a couple, all kinds of stuff. So come out and see it. Uh, I do have a couple of questions. I didn't want to Google it. 
Uh, Alan, what is a Piedmont? Piedmont is just the the French word for foothills. So, you know, Piedmont is the foothills. And the Piedmont region is essentially the east side of the Appalachians as it rolls down into the, the flatter farmland country of, you know, central Virginia. So the Piedmont is kind of just the, the foothills on the east side of the, the I, gu- I guess you could call the Piedmont is, is, is the east side of the Appalachians that rolls down into the flatter parts of Virginia. Okay. My second question is why is Virginia for lovers? Virginia is for lovers of all of the, I mean, it's, it's really a, a tourism moniker for, you know, people who love, you know, wine, people who love hiking, people who love river activities, fishing, skiing, all that kind of stuff. If you love something, Virginia is for you. For Virginia is for lovers of anything you can find here in Virginia. That's kind of how they brand themselves. So it's not, I, I know people kind of think of it as, you know, Virginia is for lovers. Is that some kind of like a play on romantic, you know, this, that, you know, people who are in love come here? No, Virginia is for lovers of, you know, aficionados of the finer things in life. I guess I'd, I'd put it that way. Well, it worked because I got to be honest, I, I don't know that I know any other state's uh, marketing slogan. So uh, they did a good job there. Okay, great. Uh, Short-term shop special episodes, Shenandoah, episode one. Uh, Cashflow Carl on behalf of Alan Taylor for the short-term shop. And uh, I do believe Avery is going to be in uh, hosting episode two. Uh, make sure you subscribe as we will be adding more uh, as time progresses. And uh, thanks for hanging with us on the short-term show special episodes. <laughs>